Yo, welcome back to the Business Third Fry Podcast. We up here in the unscripted studios. I'm your boy Gavin, aka Gavo, aka whatever you want to call me. I got the main guy the hour. Appreciate y'all hanging in there another week, coming back, checking us out. Thank you. This is episode seven. So you was definitely correct last episode when you called it out as number six. So we're gonna have like a counter for every time that Mike is right on what number of the podcast are we on. But this is episode seven. Probably gonna screw that up at some point. No, I got faith in you, man. Before we get started, I need everybody please go on to Facebook, um, like it, share it, go there and vote on every poll that we have. Leave a comment. And also, we've we're gonna say this a bunch of times, so don't get mad at us. If you find a mistake in the podcast, shoot us a message. Let us know, and you get to get. We're gonna shout you out on the next episode. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We like to keep this interactive. Um, a lot to get into today, man. We got you know Mike been dropping tips for the last couple of weeks outside of this podcast in our group chat, and we're gonna get on what he think is about to happen with the markets, and it's kind of depressing, but y'all gotta stick with us. First <laughs> up, though, man. Um. I, let me put it like this. Probably episode one or two, um, we were talking about your team, people yeah. you have around you. Yep, yep, yep. So let's go to, I don't know, he might, he one of my favorite sports owners. Uh, billionaire Mark Cuban, I really like him on Shark Tank when he's on there, whenever they show an episode with him. Um, he gave some advice to Mr. Eli, Mr. Musk, and it was... Bite your tongue. Keep your keep quiet a little bit. Don't say too much. Yeah, yeah. With in regards to dealing with the SEC. Uh huh. And I'm, I'm gonna have to check out the whole interview. Uh huh. Because um, he, I mean, he's talking about crypto. Mark, I don't think Mark Cuban's a fan of cryptocurrency. I don't think so. And but see, this is the thing. So I am a fan of crypto. Okay. So I I I, I do think that it's the way of the world of the future. The future. But I don't I don't see how wealthy people are gonna let that kind of power go. Mm. Quietly and easily. Okay. So, so I I am curious now. I've I've never bought any crypto at all, and and I probably won't um, for a long time. Like I, it, I I like anything. I think it goes up and it crashes. Goes up and it crashes. You did give a heads up on Bitcoin when it was like the like nineteen thousand and people and were, were people like, were like hey. more. You know, like y'all don't don't don't. don't and buy you kept. You, I remember yeah. on Facebook you were saying it every day. Like yeah. all right. Don't. All right, keep playing if y'all yeah, want y'all to. Play. Because there's no such thing as too too good to be true. Mm. There's no such thing as get rich quick. There, there is no nah. such thing. If you and this is the sad thing, right? So I used to play online poker. I got caught up in the whole Black Friday thing. Okay, and you actually <laughs> used to be able to buy um, you know, because it's it's illegal. So I played on the free <laughs> sites for anyone that's listening. That may think that I was breaking the law. I was only praying for free. But if you did play for money, <laughs> what you would, <laughs> go ahead. What you would do is you could actually, uh, tr- you know, transfer your currency into crypto currency, which is like okay. Bitcoin. Now back then it was like cents. It wasn't even dollars. It was cents. And a lot of individuals, because they got caught up in the whole black, um, it's a Black Friday, or Black Monday. I'm getting, I'm getting stocks and poker mixed up. But anyway, Black Friday. Okay. So when that happens, a lot of people accounts were frozen, but they still had Bitcoin. They and they had no way to use it. So a lot of people okay. had, you know, fifty dollars or five hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, and then when Bitcoin started going up to like eight hundred, nine hundred, twelve hundred dollars, people had hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, in Bitcoin. So I, I like the concept. 
Um, but I would not buy it. I mean, let it bottom out. And after it bottoms out, okay, buy yeah, buy as much as you can. I knew Bitcoin was on something when uh, you know, you can buy Bitcoin with your Cash App. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I find that so interesting. Yeah. And then of course I have to check on my Cash App what it says is worth now, but. It ain't nineteen grand anymore. No, we know no, that. It, we know that for it, yeah, a fact. <laughs> I think last week it was like in the eights, maybe eight. You know, which is still. I mean, if you bought it at twelve hundred, I mean, you, you're still raking. If you bought it, obviously in the hundreds, you're raking. If you bought it at five thousand, you probably should sell. You should probably take this money and run. It's actually dipping as we speak. It's at eighty uh, eighty six hundred dollars. Yeah. So almost at eighty five as I'm speaking. I'm looking at it right now. It keeps going down. And, and this is cents. and this is what and this is what people don't get is that. The market is about to be, it's about to seem very liquid. Okay. Right? Like the market is going to, like everything is going to be going up. Stock market is going to be going up. Cryptocurrency is going to be going up. It's going to seem that it's liquid. And it's, it's along the lines of like a tsunami, right? Like when the tsunami mm-hmm. comes in, everything looks calm beforehand. Before, before you know, the before, storm. <laughs> before, before the storm. Yeah. The market is going to look very, very relaxed and calm before the tsunami of the market comes in but gosh we got off topic it's about elon yes. mark cuban told elon to chill out and um yeah yeah you don't you don't want to make a you don't want to make an enemy of the sec you don't want to make an enemy of any government institution um well michael Avenatti said a little too late there <laughs> yeah yeah my, you know, the good example right like the, he was a warrior right like a truth warrior he said he was about to run for president man he can't stop getting arrested right now uh but that's what happened when you mess with the Don't, most pop, powerful man in the world, whether you agree with what he does or not, he has a lot of power. And then a lot of influence, a lot of power, man. Uh, I mean, forty eight laws of power never outshine the master. Never. Uh, what was it? You know, a always say less than necessary. Absolutely. Conciliar intentions. There, there's so many laws that if you are an individual, that just in life you should apply. Well, you know, you really notice that about him. And shout out to us for always getting off topic, but finding a way to get back on it. Exactly. So before we get back on it, but shout out to him because you really notice how he had uh, he had a little bit of fame. He had a you know he was getting under the president's skin, and you could tell him feeling like I'm feeling myself. That pride is getting there. That power is getting there. Yeah. And then he goes to the biggest athletic brand out, you know, in the world, and yeah. he pretty much tries them like they don't like they don't print money at night. And, and get and guess what and guess what that brand is probably doing right now, right? They're probably <laughs> doing law number fifteen. Crush your enemy totally. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because he because he did create a problem for them. Absolutely. He pulled he pulled us curtain back. I'm not even saying that the guy is wrong. No, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm saying that he he, he he picked a fight <laughs> that he can't win. You wanna you can't mess with Nike, AAU, and NCAA. You think can't you touch come out it. Clean. Yeah, you cannot touch it. So I mean, and if you wanted to pick that fight, you might uh. You might have, you know, kind of wanted to conceal your intentions a little bit better. So yeah, I mean, and, and guess what Nike's doing right now? And I, I don't mean to use your name, Nike. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, free. man, we got to get the cat. Come for on, free. Gavin. But, Come on. But hey, Nike, <laughs> Nike is going to annihilate their enemy because everybody. Because if you stop halfway through, if you if someone is causing you a problem and you just you you injure them just enough to stop them, only thing you're doing is creating that in that person more fire to mm-hmm. when they get better to come after you harder. And that's, you know, anybody who runs a multi-billion dollar business and they're worth multi-billion they dollars. They're printing money over there. Yeah, man. They're not going to they're not gonna take kindly to someone trying to mess that up. So, speaking of teams. Yep, yep. Comedian Cat Williams 
His team is not looking too sharp right <laughs> now. Cat Williams it definitely does not have a mafia around him. He does not. <laughs> I mean, he didn't listen to episode one. So, yeah. for people who don't know, Cat Williams, um, the Justice Department has been doing an investigation. In an embezzlement scheme. Now, dude, I'm going to just say <laughs> that if the Justice Department is investigating embezzlement, it's a lot of money. And we didn't know. We didn't know. I mean, when you think of it, six, almost $60 million. 60 for a comedian. That is crazy. Who break was in Friday at the next. But you know what? Cat Williams, when he had that argument on air with, uh, who was that? The the radio host in Atlanta. I, in believe, Atlanta. I want to um, say Wanda's her name. Wanda is her name. When he when he had that argument, Cat Williams said, I own everything. He did. He said, he's, every, he, he was like, if I put it out, all um, proceeds come back to he me. He definitely said that. And, you know, we, and another, another guy who's good at that, we're going to talk about him real briefly, Master P. You know, Absolutely. my mom's favorite entrepreneur, everybody, oh, believe it or not. <laughs> but Cat Williams, I mean, get how much money do you make to whereas you didn't miss $60 million? Exactly. And, and <laughs> especially as a comedian, I think me and you talked about this a little bit off air. Cat Williams, there was a time um, he was getting, I knew at least because I used to get, I used to be that guy who used to look up random people's salaries just yeah. to see how much they was making because I thought it was amazing. And to hear that he's a comedian by himself going on the road and making a quarter million dollars every show. And then, you know, he's putting out all of these DVDs at the time. Well, I mean, he holds the record. Cat Williams holds the record uh-huh. for the most film and distributed comedy specials. Now, if he owns 100% of that. And that's crazy. If he owns 100% of that. That's the reason why $60 million go missing. That's how $60 million goes missing. And that's what we're talking about on this podcast when we're talking about hustling. Exactly. Own, own, what you, own yours. Don't go out there and resell for anybody else's. Now, mm-hmm. when we when I start showing out like, the courses and different things, right? Like we use Get Response, We use Podia. You know, free pub for them right now. And mm-hmm. we get paid, you know, an affiliate. By doing that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we're focused on is like, hey, gal, you know, you should you should create a photography course. Okay. That's where we're at. Yep. We're, we're, we're not going to, you know, something that's duplicatable. Instead of selling, let's say, Lighthouse or mm-hmm. selling their course. No, produce your own. Cat Williams is a prime example of that. And anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, we always tell you, it's three things you can sell. A product, a service, an expertise. Absolutely. If you have one of those three things, you can go in business for yourself. There is no need to do it for somebody else. There's no no need to do network marketing, multi-level exactly. <laughs> marketing. There's no need to sell something for someone else to push. Push it yourself. Cat Williams, this guy went from 2012 to where he was making he was making damn good money. I mean, he was Absolutely. pulling in hundreds of thousand dollars a year. Absolutely. But once he got on and he went full ownership with everything, this man have made evidently over a hundred million dollars oh, in a five year period and missed sixty of it. And so, <laughs> I guess it kind of goes to what we talked about the first couple of episodes, like knowing your team, um, having the right people in place. I do think a lot of these guys, especially guys who come from the hood, they put their boys in place places, and uh, their boys might not be as qualified, but you feel like you want to put them there. You want to help people out, and you know. Um, you got to take a lesson out of the LeBron James book. I remember when he first got into the league, and the first thing he did was 
he had his boys in places, but he had them working under people who had been doing stuff exactly. for decades. Exactly. And as soon as that contract ran out with this agent, yeah. this person, LeBron was like, "All right, you're fired. My boys, my boys, because he's now. been with you every day. Exactly. You know, he he's that learned con- all of he everything that you everything. need to do. So now, guess who everybody wants to sign with? Now, depending on who you are, they want to sign with Rich Paul when they're yep. in the NBA. So you know, looking at those things, um, which is crazy, man. Rich Paul, I'm I'm so proud of them boys, man. Absolutely, I'm everybody, so proud of them Maverick. Guys, man. I mean, when like, you see <laughs> when you say, okay, we're gonna send. Uh, Maverick down to LA before LeBron even gets. We got to do a LeBron James podcast. We have to because before I number think, twenty, like I don't think people respect the goatness of this guy. Let me, t- I, I put it like this: <laughs> LeBron James has a million dollar deal, mil- billion dollar deal with Nike, and there was a point in his life where his mom gave him away to a family to raise him. Exactly. Like think about it like this: your dad is not there. Yeah. Your mom drops you off to live with somebody for I think it was like over a year, almost two years. And now you your shoes, the shoe company, Nike, yeah. who we just said was printing money, say, we'll give you a billion dollars to never leave us. Like, forget the everything else that he's going to be making. Yeah, like, I mean, that's just and then he has the Blaze Pizza deal to whereas he took a he took a, a pre-IPO ownership stake. Mm-hmm. And when Blaze go public this year, that pays out. I don't know what I don't know what the stake is, but I mean, when it comes to being business savvy, I mean, this cat, he's beast by Dre. He yeah, was in that. Exactly. Like, so, but. We gotta say that for his own podcast because it's something special. Um, speaking of shoes, uh, Nike, Adidas, we know Puma, um, maybe Under Armour might jump into it. They're gonna be giving Zion Williamson a boatload. South of money. Carolina boy in the house. Hey, they're gonna be giving him a lot of money. This Zion real somebody, deal. somebody gonna give him a lot of money. But um, we're not gonna. What we really want to talk about is Master P. You said your mom's favorite hustler. Yeah, my mom's favorite hustler. He came. Uh, he wants to offer Zion. 20 yeah, I saw that million. twenty million to wear. What? I I do not. I cannot. He didn't say. Think he just said. Name. Well, you know they have a shoe. They out do now. have a they shoe. They do have a shoe out. But he said he just wants him to wear, just out. Yeah, just out. wear it when he's not wearing his other shoes. And I don't know how that works in a shoe contract, but I love the idea. I love the idea. I love the idea because these ball players are out here wearing. Hey, grab the bell. Bally's, uh-huh. Gucci's, uh-huh. Uh, Christian. We need some more. Who yeah. else? Who else? Manolo's, hey. uh, Prada. <laughs> they, they're wearing all these shoes when they're not wearing their Nikes, Adidas, mm-hmm. Puma. So I I love this idea of these guys picking up a secondary, you know, source of income. Absolutely. Because if you if you if you're saying, hey, well, you can wear Gucci, mm-hmm. and that's not breaking your shoe contract deal. Then why aren't these guys being paid? Somebody to wear it. Somebody check it for us. I want to say because those brands aren't a luxury. I mean, a athletic brand. Yeah, because it's a luxury so, brand, and that's what P and um, his son. That's what they're doing. They're saying yeah. um, Romeo and Master P are saying, "Hey, they're creating a luxury brand shoe. Like yeah. this is not an athletic shoe, which is smart. Yeah, I, I respect that. I think it's a great idea." Um, I would say if I'm Zion, especially if it's not an athletic shoe and they're not an athletic brand. If I'm Zion, I go to Nike and say, hey, I'm – because let me tell you something. Jay-Z and Puma, they'll look at you and say, all right, we'll give you 75 and you can take the other 20. And then, you know, in the court when you out nah, and man, about. They, take the whole 100. Grab with, everything, with, man. See, the thing is, is it's in his power, so he can. Yeah, they don't you, try to play hardball. Yeah, grab everything. I mean, of course Nike is going to tell you we're Nike and we don't have to do that. And they're yeah. right. They don't have to. Yeah. But you but, don't miss out. But Adidas and Puma, 
Yeah, they they have to. Yeah, and and I would definitely. I mean, I, I get it. You know, you want to be behind the check, but I can I cannot be behind the check. If I'm gonna make the same amount of money, yeah. Or if if I got ownership like Steph did with Under Armour, man, I, all day, all That's day. It. I don't I don't have to wear Nikes anymore. Hundred million dollars. I do not have to wear anything anymore. Anything. Yeah, you are gonna have fun <laughs> with that. All right. So going to the main topic of the day. Uh, I wish we had some depressing sound music that we can play, man. Because for the last probably month, and I think I hinted to this on another podcast, Mike has been coming to me saying, hey, recession coming, y'all just get prepared. Yeah. So he said it, and I heard it. I said, all right. Then he said it again. And, and, and man, we're not, we're not trying to be... Then he said it again. We're not trying to be <laughs> depressing. It just... All right, I mean, we we know it's coming. We know it's coming. So what's the let me ask you this? Yeah. Because you said it on you said it in our group chat. You said it on Facebook. Um, you we talk about it before. What did you see that makes you feel like it is coming? Well, one of my boys called me a perma bear, and I'm not a perma bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I do love upturns in the market. Uh-huh. It just you know going back to the last episode we talked about. I'm a free market guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in 08, 09, we really didn't let the free market do what it was supposed to do. Okay. So it, it's, it's almost like uh, you break your arm and you said it, but you're still using it. It's mm-hmm. not really going to heal right. Correct. That's what that last recession was, is that we broke it. We didn't let it heal properly. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, to in order to, to fix that, right? Like if, yeah. if your arm is, is still messed up and you go back to a doctor, you're like, okay, I need to... We need to fix this. Well, yeah. he's going to have to break it again. Exactly. <laughs> and then he's going to fix it the right way. So that's what you see coming. It, so it's it's sort of scary. I hope not. I literally hope not. Yeah, me and my business. Yeah. Too. <laughs> but, I mean, but that's the good thing, though. And that's what we're going to talk about today is actually starting a business during a recession. But just just to like just to give some folks some ideas of like what, what it is that I'm looking at. Okay. Um. So... Right now, the ten-year Treasury yields that is lowest since 2017, mm-hmm. which means that money is going into it. So 2017 is kind of when I would start looking at the market, and I was like, "Oh, we getting kind of tipsy, you know? You yeah. know, this thing might tip over." And it didn't. It, it the market it flew. It yeah. flew. I, I was absolutely wrong. I could be absolutely wrong this time. Probably not, <laughs> <laughs> but I could be. The Treasury yields at the lowest is it, it, it's been, you know, since 2017. We had an um, inverted yield curve that just happened um, from, oh, gosh, I want to say, was that from last year? But anyway, like this, this has been a reliable indicator. So once that happened, mm-hmm. normally 12 to 18 months, you know, you do run into a recession. Um, housing market PMI just, it missed terribly. And it fell month over month. I don't believe we saw that, you know, since, I want to say 07, 08. Okay. It could be, could be 14, but I want to say 07, 08. Um, Copper prices are down, which normally, you know, metals, you normally, it's not a reliable indicator, except copper is used in a lot of housing and manufacturing. Absolutely. So it's a, it's another indicator that things are slowing down from the, from the macro level. So the whole overall, where we might not be able to see things as fast, something is happening. So the clouds are forming in the sky. So normally when the weatherman tell you rain is coming, you look in the sky and you're like, it's sunny, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, it's coming, but it's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> and most people are like, you know, nah. but it's sunny right now. Yeah, like, like it's happening enough to now we do believe the weatherman. We talk a lot of junk on the weatherman, but if he yeah. tells you it's going to rain or he says it's going to snow, we we run to the grocery store. Absolutely. 
because he's looking at everything that's forming at a macro level to say that this is probably going to be what it looks like in this area. Right now on a macro level, that's what the recession looks like. It looking it's looking like it's going to form in this arena. So that's you know the doom and gloom. Hope I didn't bore the hell out of you. Nah. Don't you don't have to move your four hundred one k straight over to <laughs> Bunge yet. But there will be a time where I'm going to tell you <laughs> your four hundred one k. You might want to start moving it over to Bunge. So instead of losing half your four hundred one k, you can lose 20 percent of your four hundred one k. Please give us a heads up, especially me. Yeah, we're going to try to do it. We're, we're going to try. try. So me and you, me and you know this because I talked to you about this before every podcast and probably every day in our group chat. But um. I personally want to, I have a business now Mm -hmm. and I want to go full steam with it within a matter of months. Yeah. Right. So today's topic, which is going to benefit me greatly. So this is my own personal episode that I need to listen back to. Um, How do you start a business in a recession? Because a lot of people uh, do. Yeah, you know, a lot of businesses fail, but a lot of businesses get started, ideas get formed. Yeah, so, a lot of a lot of great businesses took um, took off in recession. I mean, I looked up earlier: uh, FedEx, Microsoft, Burger mm-hmm. King, um, CNN was started in the middle of a recession. So there, there's a ton. I mean, it's a lot of gosh, man, it's a lot of um, um, like Vox. I follow Vox was started doing the economic downturn online. Mm-hmm. I want to say business insider was started doing an economic downturn. It so makes like, sense. yeah, a lot. So I mean, even like a lot of like uh, sites that I follow are started because when publishing companies or major manufacturers they start laying people off, top talent normally do go and start things for themselves, Absolutely. whether or not it's blogging or vlogging. So the recession is the the best time to actually start a business. Okay, and I'm, I'm gonna give you a good a few reasons why. A reason that a lot of people don't even think about is if you get laid off from your job and you've been working there for 10 or 15 years, chances are your 401k, while shattered, (laughs) is going to be the bulk of the money that you're going to have. Yeah. So a lot of businesses start just because people have excess capital of 50, 80, 100, 300, Mm -hmm. half a million dollars. And, or they'll get laid off before the recession if you're if you're lucky, right? Yeah. So if if you can get out and you have your four hundred one k fully intact when we're at Dow thirty thousand, yeah. You you know, <laughs> and then six months later is Dow sixteen thousand, yeah. right? <laughs> and your four hundred one k didn't get hit, then you have so much more liquidity that of course you can actually start a business because you you in. You've had all those gains and you didn't suffer any of those losses. True that. So sometimes being laid off before the recession ends up being, you know, a blessing. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is, so your bootstrapping power during recession is just so much more. Because most of us are starting businesses and we're not borrowing from the 401k. We haven't built up trade lines, lines of credit where we can get business credit. We're, we're really just going into our savings or we're going out of our paycheck. We're doing another economic downturn. Uh, everything is better now. So, like your trial subscription. So, if you're if you're selling courses, if you're doing an e-commerce store, a lot of these companies to get people on because they're they're in a downturn as well. Mm-hmm. They're offering thirty day trials or you know pay for pay up for the year and three months free. Yep. Your dollar just goes much much further. I know we normally think of you know if you're going to rent a space, how cheap that rent is, but even just the day to day. So again. You know, if you get laid off or if you have money, your 401k is intact. Now you can buy that year of, yeah. you know, 
the hosting that you need, mm-hmm. if you need uh, equipment, if you need live video, if you need webinars, you're able to pay up these yearly fees and you're able to save, you know, 40, sometimes half off yeah. of what these companies would normally charge because they, they need that guaranteed revenue to make it through, you know, to the end of the recession. Absolutely. So your, your money just goes way further. Uh, the competitive space is different. Absolutely. So if you know you you're you're in the photography, you know, where you doing photos and you're also teaching people. Shout out to everybody that take pictures. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that competitive space is different because everyone isn't making money doing photography. For some people, it's just the side hustle because their day job, they're actually killing it. Uh-huh. If you don't have the right mindset and you lose your day job, a lot of people just stop doing everything. Uh-huh. They enter into depression. So your competitive space, believe it or not, even though it will seem as if more people will be doing photography. It actually drops. A lot of people be discouraged. A lot of people are discouraged. People are selling equipment, which again goes back into the stretching of the dollar of how far it can go. So, you know, that's your second benefit. I might wait to get my next camera then. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll be able to (laughs) grab it. (laughs) You definitely be able to grab it. And it kind of goes to um, point number three. I have, I have here is, in a recession, you get to sell to the pain. So you mentioned buying, you know, being able to buy things from individuals yep. because people panic, lose their job, and start selling equipment. But also during a recession, you can sell to what people need because it's more clear. You know, if you you're able to see, gosh, is this space is competitive, or if you want to make it to the next level, let's say. Let's say you're in the mid-level market okay. and you want to go to the high-end market. Mm-hmm. Well, now you don't really have that barrier of, you know, that barrier to keep you from going to that higher-level market because now you can actually advertise to that market or you can position yourself in front of that market and say, hey, you know, I'm here now because someone else might have fell out of that space. Absolutely. So, no, there's a lot of reasons. And, oh, and this is the biggest reason. Um Business business money and business lending is still flowing during a recession. Huh. Now, most of us are unaware of this because Absolutely. we're not getting business loans. Okay. And business loans are not easy to get, but they're also not hard to get. So business loans is like college, right? It's it's easy to fail. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially the first two years. Yeah, it just like that that's your heart the hardest the hardest part of college is how easy you could fail. Absolutely. There's nothing really hard about it. It's the same thing with business credit. It's not hard to get business credit. It's just so fucking easy to fuck it up. It, like, and, I, and I'm not saying fuck up the business credit. It's so easy to fuck up on the application yeah. <laughs> and be told no. Okay, it is so how super people, easy. So how how do people mess up on the application? That That's a whole, whole nother, nother epi- episode. It's a whole nother episode in itself. And we will have that episode. And we're actually, we're actually producing a business credit course to show you how to get, you know, five to 10 lines of business trade in Uh in six months. Absolutely. So step-by-step walk you through it. You're in the Facebook group and we show you in the first two weeks, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. Weeks three, weeks four, this is what you do. Month two, this is what you do. Month three, by the, by the, by the end of, of six months, you should have five trade lines. Plus you should have a Dunn's, number that that could be at 80 which is like the max right mm. and now you can get business credit now you can apply for those cash cards which are, are which are basically loans are banks more scared to lend out money during a recession or not no not to business because they don't have nowhere else to lend to, to. lend it to okay but when when you are a business a bank 
a bank is looking for just several things, right? And they're okay. not going to tell you what what exactly they they're looking for. looking for. And then people who who can tell you how to get business credit uh-huh. are reluctant to put that out because it changes so quickly. <laughs> like they a business you can go for a business, you can go to company company A or say, "Yeah, we're going to give you a trade line to buy office supplies of $1,000." That's a business line of credit. And uh-huh. then they'll change it and then say, you know, you know what? We're going to make this difficult now. Yeah. So company absolutely. A may no longer be a viable company the second year. So most people are reluctant to kind of say, okay, this is what you need to do to establish it because they can, hmm. they can tweak it so easily. Yeah. It's meant, it's meant to be like college. It's meant to be easy to fail. <laughs> it really, really is. You know why? Because they want that money back. They want yeah, more they, of well, it I back. Mean, they, <laughs> they, they, they want the money back. And it's, there is a, there's a benefit to having a working populace. That the, the ultimate grand scheme of things at the very, very top is you need more. They want more employees than producers. Absolutely. But we're here for the producers. Yeah. We're here for people that can hey, make the money, make your brand, become who you are and actually get paid like this. The work, the work thing is cool, but the work for yourself thing is cooler. Absolutely. I love working for myself, even though I work for somebody ugh. Gosh, hey, it happens, man. It, happens. it have it's it's something that I know. I, I always tell myself, I'm like, I'm going through this so I can appreciate it later, man. Oh, definitely, definitely. That, and you will, man. Like I, 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 I miss things going great so badly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you know, it's coming back. Like you know, it's gonna come back around. Absolutely. So I mean, that's pretty much all I got for the day. So what's coming up next? What's some topics that we want people to be looking out for in the future? Because so we already know we're gonna be talking about business credits. Credit business lines. credit, LeBron. I, I really one of the things that I really like is business stories, man. And I I love a good story, and you know mm-hmm. people love a good story. And we really need to talk about some of the, some of the titans and where they started and where they are, you know, where they are now. Because we always see the we always see the huge success. Absolutely. Like we, we don't we don't look at Google when they were twenty employees. We don't see Amazon when they was in the garage. You know, and they we ass kicked by eBay. Yeah, we just see all these. <laughs> These huge successes, and I, I, I really want us to like, uh, kind of dig in and kind of show people, like, man, where, where are you starting today? Like ten years from now, you could be a, you could be a mogul, you could be a titan, you could be so, a behemoth. So let's get that. Um, before we get up out of here, everybody, go on Facebook. I'm gonna keep saying this until I see everybody that's clicking in these listens, following us on Facebook. Um, we're gonna get all the social medias up there. We need y'all to like, follow, invite five friends, find a mistake if we made any. We might not have made no mistakes today. We did pretty good. I think you time we give you a heads up, like this might be a little misinformation. Yeah, like this might be rough. Hey, but <laughs> I think this episode, I don't think we got none. So we need everybody to go listen through. Um, make sure you tag a friend, share with a friend, and uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Holla your boy.